Everyone, thank you today for tuning in to today's Clear Picture Conversation. Uh, we're extending a helping hand to both our clients looking uh, for an outlet uh, for their charitable ideas, as well as working with the nonprofit leaders who have the passion um, in providing this valuable resource uh, to our community. So um, can't be more thrilled than, than to host today. Uh, as many of you know, my name's Andy Merchant, and uh, I'll, I'll continue to host this conversation. But the real star of today's conversation is the opportunity that I get to talk to uh, Blake Benton. He's the founder of Coming Together for a Cure. Um, I'm going to let him dive more into the mission of connecting through our conversation. But a quick overview is they're really about connecting families that have rare diseases and creating awareness through educational uh, programming and campaigns. So um, I know this, there's going to be a lot to peel back on this onion today with you, Blake. But hey, I just want to say welcome to today. And I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the on the podcast. Yes. Well, uh, I know you and I have gone back for for a while. You're you've been one of our early uh, conversations about being on this podcast when we do our official launching. So um, I just want to dive into it and and you know for our audience and, and Blake, you know that most of our nonprofit leaders like you, you know, you're not doing this because it, you're driven by the paycheck um, incentives. You're doing it because of the passion. So we like to always start today's conversation off. Just tell the audience about who you are. Why did you get involved in this? I know you have a personal story to share in that, but uh, just really just let, the, let everybody know who you are. So this is your time to, to share. Well, so I, my coming together for a cure came about in 2009. That was the, the name of a, a fundraiser that we uh, threw together kind of last minute. And the name was just off the off off the cuff, just well, let's get a whole bunch of people and come together for a cure. The point of that was because my older brother had disease called a disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and this is a terminal muscle wasting disease that um, confines boys to a wheelchair by about the age of ten, and then most often they succumb to the disease by their mid twenties. And when my older brother Ryan was twenty two. Um, he was going down the standard path and it looked like he only had a couple, couple years left, but just to our good fortune, I, one of my dad's oldest friends had become a stem cell researcher and came across a study that led him to believe that this therapy might be beneficial to Ryan. And so we, uh, prayed about it and, uh, took a risk and, uh, the therapy allowed Ryan to reverse the progression of his disease by allowing him to produce muscle for the first time ever at, that um, was astonishing. I mean, this was not something that is normal by any means for anybody with this condition. And uh, so after multiple rounds of therapy, we kind of learned how to tinker and refine the process. And it became very clear that Ryan was the first person with Duchenne muscular dystrophy to be successfully treated. Um, and it just opened up a, a million new doors and thoughts of how we can help more people. And Ryan, right after his first treatment said, well, why don't we have a fundraiser and raise awareness and funds so then more people like him and like our family, that have other families like ours can access this amazing new medical breakthrough. And that was called Coming Together for a Cure. And that was in yeah, 2009. Yeah, and that and that was really that coming together, uh, and still is. It's centered around kind of a a concert, isn't it? Uh, you bring in some music, and it's still kind of the 
the plan or was that the original um you know coming together for the computer yeah that's how it started just pretty uh, ryan ryan was a musician he so naturally he, he said well let's have a benefit concert and we'll get his friends bands to play in his band and then at the time my dad was in a classic rock cover band and um then we basically invited my sister's wedding guest list plus a whole bunch of our friends and family and had three four hundred people out to a unique venue in town and then we just realized how uh, how special this opportunity was and the way that the community rallied around us um, it was just so organic and natural and we knew that we were part of something much bigger than ourselves when um, we started sharing our story online and that this was 2009 so that was right when facebook was at its in, at somewhat its infancy and learning what you could do with social media so we just had a facebook yep. page and started 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 sharing ryan's uh, story and people started reaching out from all over the world and we learned how to educate them point them in the right direction help dispel misinformation and uh, connect them to resources that otherwise I mean, families are lost. And when you're the, uh, the somewhat of the trailblazer, uh, that carries burden. And so if you can put together systems and processes to be efficient and maximize, uh, our unique insight to help more families, that's extremely valuable. And so that's what I've been working on. Um, since I stepped into the role of executive director, um, after we incorporate, I, so we incorporate incorpor the fundraiser grew and grew the first five years. And then after we were raising nearly $50,000 out of just a, uh, out in the country at this fun fundraiser, um, I was a sophomore in college. I said, well, why don't we incorporate this? We need to, you know, become tax exempt and start putting together, you know, the processes to apply for grants and to actually be taken more serious as a, uh, as a legitimate healthcare sponsor of uh, major clinical trials and things of that nature yeah, yeah so where most people are, are finishing school and looking forward to, to get into the world of, of something right i mean you you were thrown into this opportunity you know you took your passion uh just as personal family and, and then you know built something and i mean again i mean i know it's uh, i know it's been a tough run um i know it's very difficult um uh raise i know we've had conversations but uh i think you know the awareness that, that you've done and the things you're doing around it I'm, I'm excited for it i know the future's there and you've already kind of gone through the hard part of of the early years right i mean you've so you've passed that a lot of nonprofits, a lot of organizations that are trying to do things that fail pretty quickly um especially uh for more difficult um awareness so um no so thanks for sharing that i know i think it's important right when we're talking to our our audience that our audience gets to listen to you know, why you did this, because again, these are passion, right? I mean, you're not, you're doing these things because you're wanting to make a meaningful difference. And, and I think it's, it starts with the person. Um, but let's expand more. I mean, I, I, I want to use this time in this platform to really let you educate our listeners um, that are out there. You know, what, where, where, what is the real value of coming to here? Why is it important to our community? Um, I know you mentioned trying to help education with families, you know, with rare disease, but just give us a little bit more detail um, and, and then we'll talk into where people can maybe go check out um, information on their own. Well, one way to think of it is um, one in 10 Americans lives with a rare disease. So 
and, and from what we've seen, stem cell therapy is one of the most promising uh, therapeutics that can benefit a wide variety of these rare conditions. So that's that's where you look at it in the macro. That 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 what stem cell therapy can do can impact millions of people. Um, but there needs to be more clinical studies. There needs to be more research to validate and verify how we can apply this to a large um, a large variety of disease states. And so our unique niche is muscular dystrophy, which specifically Duchenne muscular dystrophy impacts about 300,000 boys worldwide and roughly 35,000 in the U.S. And so that's our unique strong suit is we are working to start the first large FDA approved stem cell clinical trial in the U.S. Um, that's It's taken a long time. There's still a lot of work to be done, but that's our goal right now. And um, that's all based on the the predicate that was started with my brother, with his treatments beginning over nearly 15 years ago and numerous other boys that have, have followed suit that have seen um, fascinating results. And so now we need to uh, prove that out, uh, have a model we can base off of, and then pivot to other diseases and conditions that we believe this therapy can benefit from. And so as as our nonprofit, our primary goal is education, advocacy, uh, and then connecting families to resources that maybe they're not aware of or that they haven't realized uh, different benefits that could come from them. And, you know, as long as I've been doing this, we just, we know a lot of the questions that families are going to be dealing with in, in five months, five years, or five days that they just haven't had to come across yet. And so I try to be um, uh, re responsive, not reactive. Maybe that's yeah. the right word. And so, so anyways, that's yeah. So when you know a big part of you guys, your effort is education. So maybe maybe tell our listeners a little bit more. Where are you educating? Who are you educating? Um, you know, is it really more of the community and as a whole? Is it a specific a group? Is it the families on the resources? A little bit of everything. Um, you got a little light on on more of the. So we, we're very close to finishing our uh, feature documentary, which will be an 80 minute film that um, showcases Ryan's story, as well as countless other patients from a variety of uh, conditions that have had their lives transformed by stem cells. And then we also had, uh, interview different politicians and um, uh, professionals in the healthcare space that understand the nuances of what it takes to start large clinical trials, uh, how stem cell therapy can uh, needs to be understood and interwoven with the complexities of uh, pharmaceutical industry and as well as academia. So there's there's that side of it that we we have some insight that we're we're helping to bring to to families and the in the general public. But um, so to your question, who are we really working with? We work with families that have direct problems today that we that whether it be Duchenne muscular dystrophy or other versions of neuromuscular conditions that we have some insight on how the cells can help as well as just you want to you want to educate the mass too on you know maybe there's someone at your church or uh, a neighbor down the street that had a spinal cord injury and you've heard that stem cells might be able to help but you don't really know a resource that you can turn to to give them a trusted advisor 
And, um, and so that's another place we try to be, we try to insert ourselves is just saying, you know, we don't have every answer, but we have a lot of experience and relationships that we can connect people to that otherwise it's going to be very hard to find because this is still, it's still a new, um, medicine and you, you, you can't believe everything on the internet and what you want to be able to believe is advice from people that have been in the shoes that you hope to be in. And that's one way I always try to think about it. Okay. No, I mean, it's one thing to get to steward through, through a, a difficult, you know, uh, you know, need that's out there due to it, you know, to a rare disease that probably doesn't have a lot of medical and you never get an answer, right? You're probably never going to get a, well, we can fix this. We're so accustomed to, we can fix this through that. And so having that valuable resource of just someone just to give peace of mind, like, Hey, we've been through this. This is maybe the, the hope. Um, you know, putting hope out there is probably one of the strongest medicines out there. And, and I love how you guys are, are really bringing that to, to families. So I hope that there's families out there that are suffering um, or are going through tough times through this. You know, that's where I hope, you know, I know you guys have your niche and where you focus, but resources to collaborating with you and, and the team that, that Blake has, you know, I think is so important. So make sure, um, you know, that's what we want to do, right? Create awareness and connect people that may be out there, even if it's a quick conversation. Um, you know, with Blake, he's going to help you there. So on that note, you know, like how can people listening today, one, if they got questions and are, are that group that needs you, um, how do they get a hold of you? Um, it's going to be the first one. It's the best contact method. And then a lot of people are going to do self-learning. So second question I'm going to ask you to share with people is how do, how do they go learn more about specifically coming together for a cure, how they get involved? And um, so let's start with that. And then I'll ask you one more question on that. Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, you can find us on online or on social media, just coming together for cure.org or ctfac.org, the acronym, kind of a mouthful, but it, uh, it spells a lot out with good purpose. Um, and then I'm, you know, very available just through email or, uh, phone calls anytime. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we are, we're always, we know what it's like to, to deal with a tough diagnosis. We know what it's like to, um, be, be given false hope. And that's the last thing we ever want to do. You know, we always are putting ourselves in other people's shoes and understanding, um, what it's like to be looking for an alternative that maybe flies in the face of what your primary care physician would have traditionally recommended. Um, now, thankfully things are evolving and, more uh more publications are getting out there and people are taking this more serious and it is becoming more mainstream but still there are a lot of nuances and uh details that you need to make sure you understand so you don't go down the wrong path um and that's something that you know again we don't have every answer but we can certainly help answer some questions to save you some time and some headaches and hopefully um uh funds too because there are some bad actors in this space and um, we want to make sure that people aren't taken advantage of too. No, and I encourage those listening, you know, the website's put together really nicely. Uh, I know there's some podcast information out there and, and some things to tie into. I know you've got resources and contacts. So I always tell those listening, start with the website, find the people in there, make the actionable call. So let's jump into action on that right now. I mean, I want to give you the floor like right now, I know how hard it is out there sometimes, especially in the environment that we're in, um, to getting people and resources. Um, 
you know, how, how can those, what is the action item you want? What is something that people can do right now or the biggest need you have uh, for our audience if they want to get involved? Well, you know, as a, as a nonprofit, the goal is to serve people and to, to be a helping hand when, when needed. And so number one, I want to help families that are going through something or if they have a loved one that could use some advice, um, whether that's helping, uh, they've already been looking into this therapy or they don't know where to start. Um, I, I, I want to help families stay on track and make sure that, um, they're being steered in the right direction. Um, but beyond that, you know, it's, it's very simple. We, it's a nonprofit, but still we have to generate revenues and we have to have a profit to, to be sustainable and to expand our mission and expand our ability to help more people. And so there's different fundraising avenues. I mean, we have a, a major event in the fall. And we have an ongoing, uh, somewhat of a capital campaign right now, but, uh, you know, there's the, the donations go a long way because I always like to think we're, we're kind of in startup mode. Um, we are constantly, um, learning how we can be more efficient and how we can serve more people. And we need to raise more funds in order to test new, um, new business practices and processes and ensure that we are positioning ourselves to, to really grow this to a point where we can be serving thousands of people every year. Right now we're more in the hundreds. And so I want to, you know, there's a, there's a lofty goal for a reason because we know how important it is um, to, to deliver people to a better solution than, than this current status quo. Well, so I think that's the best call to action. I mean, those listening, you heard it directly. The need is to help, right, is to help help Blake and the team build this thing to help more than hundreds and move to thousands. And, and you know, your your effort, time, and energy is there. And, you know, I can't express more the importance of community involvement, working with groups like, like what Blake's doing. And oftentimes, um, it just starts with today's education, right? But then it follows up with do something, get involved. Um, if you're not getting involved, you're not making a difference. And, and it doesn't take sometimes, you know, money is always important because we all know without money, we don't move forward. Um, but sometimes, as I know Blake alluded, if you got somebody in church, you got involvement, if you got ways just to make an introduction, you know, that's, that's a way to get involved that can make a, a drastic impact. So um, a final question, Blake, for you um, before I let you off the hook. Um, we always ask our nonprofit leaders this one question on this call. For this conversation, if you could impart one key message to our audience about the significance of giving back, what would it be? Man, I heard a quote not too long ago that um, it's kind of cheesy, but it hits the nail on the head. And I'm going to stall while I think of it exactly. But it's something along the lines of you, you don't realize how good it feels to, to help others when you know that it's authentic and genuine and the, and the funds are are going to make a real impact. You know, like it's not like, like I don't just want to to ask people for funds because they have the means. I want to ask people for funds because they believe in what we do and they trust that we can be a good steward for their gift and, and maximize and multiply what those funds can do. And so uh, that's just what I tell people. I mean, if you have donated to charities before and you, um, maybe we're, 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 we're rubbed the wrong way or didn't quite understand where it was going. Um, that's okay. That's normal. But, um, 
for our nonprofit, I mean, we try to be as transparent as possible and we try to say, look, we're not the, the large national organization that you've heard of that has massive um, overhead and you're confused on where the funds are really going. I mean, this all goes directly to the mission to allow us to, to serve from hundreds to thousands. And so right now a lot does go to some overhead, but it's because we are, have this, we, we, we built a car to put on a highway that's, that is, uh, that can go on whole on roads, never traveled. And so, um, anyways, I'm rambling, but I'm just excited for the opportunity to share what we're doing and, uh, continue to grow and help more people. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think your quote is your quote. And I think, I think you rounded it out perfectly there. I, I do, you know, I think you're going to be much more interested in your gift giving if you're, if you're passionate, if you understand it, you know, um, you know, it's great if you've got the means to do it, but I love what you said there. It's not about if you have the means, it's not if you care because they'll exactly. around longer, right? They'll be there when you need them and they'll be there to support you longer term. Um, not saying if anybody out there listening today just doesn't have a good, good means heart and wants to get them started because, you know, we all want that, but we are, I love how you say the importance of, of giving back is about getting involved and doing it more than just me. So, Hey, uh, Blake, I just appreciate your time today. I appreciate your story. I appreciate your passion. Um, you know, I appreciate you just being part of this, of this community to help these families. Um, and for everybody that's joining us, listening to us, thank you guys again for joining. I know um, this, I hope this is a impactful 20 minutes of your day. And I hope that today you are inspired by the story and the mission of what Blake's doing with coming together for your, um, you know, go back, check out, we'll have the, the uh, website address to go check them out again and get in contact. But uh, as always, we, uh, we love hearing stories and we hope you'll have an impactful day. Have a great one.